You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode 130. Want more from Eric Sue? Watch him on Facebook Live every Friday at 9:30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Interact and ask some questions. Visit Facebook.com/slash Eric W. Sue Trainer to be live with Eric. See you there. Are you a first-time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an experienced and hardworking personal trainer with us today. His name is Dietrich Horsey. We will be talking about how to balance fitness and nutrition for optimal health. So, without any delay, let me introduce you all to Dietrich. Dietrich, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Let's go. Awesome. Dietrich Horsey has dedicated dedicated more than 15 years to helping others feel, be, and live healthfully. As a health expert and fitness trainer. He works with successful and per, per, professional clients who want to achieve their fitness goals. Dietrich specializes in corrective exercise with a background in bionutrition, converging programs that focus on correct body mechanics and healthy diets are the basis for his success and the success of his clients. Dietrich, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started? Yeah, well, you know, I I got started in health and fitness um, probably in the my early twenties, um, just because well, actually probably earlier than that because you know when I was uh, in my youth I had or preteen I was had some issues uh, with a, like a severe heart murmur, uh, and that kind of sparked me to start you know exercising stuff like that along with playing sports in school. Uh, and that seemed to help me get out of that. Um, I guess I guess I had a weak heart. I guess it was or something. Mm. Uh, but that helped me get a little healthier. So with that, I took that and I basically ran with it. And you know, along with you know, getting a little crazy in my my early teens and partying stuff like that. But it kind of kept me on the straight and narrow. So mm. uh, that was my transformation into trying to be more healthier. And I've just been doing that part of it. Most of my life now. Excellent. Very good.、Um, th- there is a unique question I always ask my my guests, and I、uh, hope you're ready for it. It's what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Can you share something with our audience?、Uh, well, you know, it, it's related to health and fitness. I, I would say, you know, I did professional bodybuilding for you know a number of years, probably over ten years at least.、Hmm. But aside from that, you know, I, I play saxophone. Wow. Very cool. Can you still play?、Uh, you know, I don't. I don't really play well. I'm still learning.、Um, I'm more of a play by ear person opposed to reading music,、mm. uh, which I'm. My coaches actually teach me this now, so eventually I'll be able to, you know,、uh, play by my reading opposed to just kind of listening. Got it. Very cool. Excellent. I think、um, uh, which show I forget, but、uh, there was a、uh, fitness instructor who uses、um, her. Flute、uh, experiences and teaching 
musicians how to be healthier to play um, more effectively. I think that's her, her whole uh, angle about fitness. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty cool, right? But anyhow, it's another conversation. I um, wanted to bring you on the show today because of your experience. And when we talked, we talked about um, balancing fitness and nutrition for optimal health. Can you share with the audience a little bit more how you deal with that issue and how you go about it? Well, it's, it's with uh, nutrition, um, I, I try to keep it really basic because nutrition is kind of really complicated, you know, with calorie counting. Some people do that or, you know, micronutrients and things of that sort, uh, which can be kind of, you know, confusing in itself. So my general rule of thumb is to, you know, once start from where you are, and then, you know, if you're really trying to lose weight or gain weight, make small increment changes uh, throughout time. So opposed to trying to change everything all at once, mm. just do it like the same thing with training. You do it in incremental changes. So everything has like a progression to it. Excellent. Very good. Um, what are some of the changes you've noticed that are the most effective? Can you detail a little bit more? Uh, well, you know, the most effective that I find that, uh, most guys are, they can find easy to change into is one, uh, cut down, uh, or reduce your, your amount of intake, uh, each serving. So in other words, especially if you're trying to lose weight and that seems to be the biggest thing, biggest trend these days is, you know, how can I lose weight? Mm-hmm. Um, is to basically just take whatever you're doing right now and just cut it back by at least one item or something like that. Or just reduce those little things. Those little small changes over time you're better to notice the difference. One about, you know, is energy. You know, you seem to have more energy because I think when you overeat or overconsume, what usually happens is your body has to break down all these carbs and all that kind of stuff, and you get a glycemic uh, a spike, mm-hmm. which in return you feel good temporarily, but when you come off it, like drinking coffee, you crash, mm-hmm. and then you have loss of energy. Um, and another rule of thumb I have is eat for what you're about to do, not for what you've done. So in other words, if you plan on you know doing a lot of something like exercise, eat and uh, for that prepare yourself for that. Maybe eat a little more then, but if you're not going to do that much, eat less. Mm. Hmm. That's an interesting approach uh, or a little twist to to the idea of uh, eating healthy but eating in proportion. You know, um, right? Eating in proportion, right? Yeah. And um, what is it that you tell people then that have a challenging time making that that those transitions? Well, you know, our first assessment is, is based on that. So our first assessment, we bring a person in and we talk about, we ask them certain questions that uh, they're not really loaded questions, just questions about, you know, how do you, how do you get from where you are to have to come see us as, you know, and wanting some help as far as if the, if the goal is weight loss. We start with that, and then based on those answers, a lot of times it's because, you know, stress, uh, you know, a lot more on somebody. So it becomes more psychological. I'm not trained, but this is a messy approach. Or even, you know, get them to recognize that these are some, some patterns that they've created over time, and you need to address those things as well. And if you can just address at least one of them, then that's less of, either stress or something like that to make you do the same, repeat the same cycle over and over again. Hmm. So really taking the account for how uh, people live now and yeah. plan ahead almost, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as far as um, 
these uh, changes and everything, do you give a particular time period for them to um, try? In other words, is it like a month uh, and see where you go to reassess and, and move forward from that point? Yeah, yeah, great question. So, so with with the time frame, so everything we usually start off as D twenty one basically represents twenty one days. Now, you know, twenty one days to perform, to basically create a new habit. Uh, where the twenty one comes from. Now, realistically, uh, it takes longer than twenty one days, <laughs> but you attack it at a small portion at a time. It's usually about a good three months for people really start to get a hold of or get a hang of, you know, changing little small things and how that may change the way they look or even the way they feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, so 20- three months is usually, yeah. I was going to say real quick, not to cut you off, but 21 days, it, it seems to be um, a turning point, amount of time for the turning point to happen. However, the habits really aren't really solidified yet at that point, would you say? Right, absolutely not, no. Absolutely. I mean, it takes long than 21 days. I mean, I don't know where that phrase actually came from, but, you know, that Oka said about, you know, it, it can do in 21 days or you can change. It's just, it, it, to me, it's a, a little milestone. It kind of gets you from day one to 21 days. And then once you do that, then you go to 21 more days. You know, it just keeps on going that way. And after a while, you start to at least feel different. You may not look different immediately, but at least you start to feel different. And that is something to note that, you know, okay, things are changing at least I feel better when I wake up in the morning mm-hmm. opposed to feeling tired or something like that. Mm-hmm. And really, people want instant gratification. The main thing to get instant gratification, to me, the easiest one is how you feel. Yeah. You know, you hit it on the nose, which is how you feel will make will be the big factor be, behind if you are in balance or not, right? And, and uh, can you go right. into that a little bit more about the feeling part? Yeah, so, so you know, t- to me, I think the easiest measurement of any kind of change is how you feel. And a lot of people really want to think about it because it's like, okay, was that a mindset? Or, But nutrition has a big role in a lot of these things as far as how your brain works, you know, lack of uh, fatty, fatty foods in your diet, the good fats, uh, changing how you focus and all that kind of things too. So if you correct the little small things like that, that's like motivation. So I wake up in the morning instead of feeling sluggish, I feel like I can basically go up there and I can – maybe, you know, walk a few miles, something like that, where I feel like before I feel like barely got out of bed. That is motivation uh, opposed to, you know, how much weight have I lost? Mm. You know, <laughs> I get on the scale, I weigh, you know, it's consistent too. So if you keep on eating that way, it's consistent. Weight, it fluctuates. So say sometimes you may get on the scale, you may be five pounds, weigh five pounds more, and the next time you like three pounds less. Mm-hmm. So you keep playing around that scale thing. It, it measures so many things. I mean, the scale is, uh, it is a little tricky, you know, to try to use that as a, as a marker because, you know, you got water retention, you got, you have, you know, uh, organs and all that kind of stuff that, you, mm-hmm. that you're weighing too. So it's kind of hard to use that, but we use it in training, you know, as almost like a, a marker. But I, I prefer to say, you know, how do you feel in the morning? And let's just go with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess uh, you probably know this, Dietrich, that uh, there are a lot of people who are out there who fight with the scale, and it's like a, it's a, it's, it's, um, it's a mind and, and as well as a uh, emotional thing when when people get on it, 
either they love the number, hate the number, they get right. happy, or they get <laughs> right. upset. Isn't that the weirdest thing, right? And, and um, yeah, maybe you can is. relate or, 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 or not, but, but it's sort of it's the weirdest thing, right? And so take the emotional side out of it. Is that what you're trying to say? Exactly what I'm trying to do, yeah. I'm trying to instill that in most of my clients because everyone is raised or basically been, been kind of preconditioned to think that the scale is, is the, 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 the number, mm-hmm. wherever's on there. And I try to make the analogy like, okay, so, so say you weighed five pounds, today and weigh yourself tomorrow you weigh eight you're saying that what you ate yesterday is going to dictate that three extra pounds of of whatever you think it is Mm -hmm. yes it does it's not fat (laughs) it's just water Mm -hmm. so that's not really actual weight (laughs) so it's it's not actual weight so that's a hard concept for a lot of people because i hear this all the time when i was in college i weighed 175 pounds I like to be 175 pounds because in their mind, that was the best they ever looked or even felt. Mm-hmm. Now, this is 20 plus years later. So what made you feel good then or made you look that way then is not going to be the same what it does now. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point because you're, you're talking about um, past references and using the past reference to dictate your present emotional state, right? Right. right. And, and um, yes, yeah, I, I do remember like, oh, I, some of my clients are like, yeah, I do remember feeling or wearing this back in the day or whatever. And, and it's like, well, you're right. different today. So <laughs> let's establish right. who you are today, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I totally get so, it. So it is a law, it's, it's a process. It's a process. It's a, and it can be a, a hard question is a lot of people based on what they attach to that number or that size or whatever it is that they see when they look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Um, so, so just just to move forward a little bit here about this balance and, and um, speaking about the fitness side of things. You now, fitness could be meaning exercise or fitness could be how you uh, are conditioned and so forth. What, how, how does one find that balance with fitness? Well, fitness to me, you know, uh, fitness is, is, is not as tough as the nutrition because, you know, think about uh, fitness. I mean, you only have to do it maybe a couple times, three times a week, something like that. But eating is such a, uh, it's one of those kind of things, it's entertainment. Uh, it's something you do without the trainer. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you do that, you know, maybe, you know, five times a, a day eating you do, but yeah, so, so the fifth thing is, is kind of easier for, for, for me to kind of, you know, get them to wrap their mind around because, you know, it's only like an hour, hour and a half, something like that, tops. Um, mm-hmm. So they can kind of wrap their mind around that. But progression is very important, too, when it comes to fitness. What I mean by that, you know, progression is important when you talk about, you know, a beginner should not train like someone who's advanced, nor should you train like one who's, who's intermediate. So mm-hmm. these kind of progressions, same thing with eating, needs to take place too. And a good fitness professional understands this as, you know, like, you know, you say you start off with a certain amount of uh, weight resistance load and all that kind of stuff and a certain amount of sets and reps and all that kind of stuff. And then you progress from that to something more. Mm-hmm. But if you try to do a reverse, almost like me trying to say, I'm going to run to get in shape, so I'm going to run a marathon. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You have to get in shape to run the marathon, not run the marathon to get in shape. Yeah. It's the same thing with fitness training. Absolutely. You know, I, I've always adopted this um, phrase, and I don't know who said it, or I may have stolen it. 
it's sort of like you get in shape to play the sport. You don't play the sport to get in shape. Right, right, absolutely. <laughs> That's the same concept. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm pretty sure, like you said, you've grown up in an athletic um, environment, and and that's probably what you've adopted. And and um, me playing tennis or whatever sport, basketball, I, I I've always had that in the back of my mind, and it served me well because obviously hitting the gym is getting in shape, so that I could perform at the optimal level on the court. So, uh, totally right, believe that. right. And um, then you know when it, when it comes to cardio and stuff, you know, talking about being in shape. When it comes to cardio, you know, I I, I tend to tell my clients don't you know do anything inside if you can now mm. for people in colder climate stuff like that you know go outside get some fresh air you get some vitamin d out there for you do something that you enjoy like if you enjoy playing tennis then play tennis for like an hour or something like that mm-hmm. um you know if you like playing basketball do that but don't you know get stuck on that whole you know dogma kind of thing about getting on a treadmill or elliptical trainer and stuff like that uh, it has benefits, but I think the, the biggest benefit is when you do something you enjoy because that reduces stress as well. Mm. If I make you get on a treadmill and say, you know, you got to do the treadmill for 30 minutes, you hate it, that's another thing with stress right there. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I was going to say that, uh, you know, right now the fall season while we're recording this is probably the best uh, season besides spring perhaps to just get outdoors. Would you agree? Right, absolutely, yep. This is the best time spring and fall, you know, uh, there's very few things you can do in the winter, you know, but you can't, I mean, you want to be that person out there in the cold, that's fine too, but uh, <laughs> that will not be me, but, you know, but in that case, you have to do something inside, but even so, I mean, there's indoor sports too, you can play basketball indoors, you can, you know, run a few sprints up and down the court or whatever case may be, but do something that you enjoy doing regardless, don't do anything that's, that's because someone says you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, uh, overview and just a little bit about the balance aspect of things. Uh, in my opinion, a balance just comes in the in the form of having a good um, uh, intensity, having a good um, uh, workout plan, workout routine, right? And, and so that there's no overtraining. Would that would that also be what you would uh, advocate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like what I'm advocating, and uh, and I'm just basically kind of started recommending this for the past, you know, four or five years because, you know, in in bodybuilding, we tend to do the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's such thing as what you call pattern overload. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with that term? Maybe. Go ahead and explain it. I may have heard a different way, but go ahead. Yeah. So pattern overload is basically when you do the same movements over and over again, almost the same way. Mm -hmm. And what that does, it causes breakdown, just like you have a pitcher who pitches, you know, over and over again for years, mm-hmm. the first thing you know it's going to go is going to be his rotator. That's mm-hmm. what we call pattern overload. Got it. So that's why I recommend doing some functional movements, doing some dynamic movements, opposed to just basically just weight training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the push-ups are the best thing ever happened. Pull-ups are the best thing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Those kind of movements, you know, that you very seldom would do, I mean, it's easy to push weight away from you mm-hmm. or pull weight to you. Mm-hmm. But to push your own weight or pull your own weight then that's a more functional movement and is more of a, a basically a solid uh, foundation movement. Right, 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 right. It, it's um, my whole uh, fitness career has been functional based and it has been always been moving your body versus trying to move a machine or something around. Is that yeah, kind of what you would absolutely. advocate? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Awesome, cool. I um, just wanted to touch on so maybe some uh, ideas that you could share with our audience 
and how just maybe to get started. I, I know you, you said a lot. Uh, we're almost 20 some minutes into this and maybe you can kind of um, give maybe three or four tips uh, or steps on what people can do just to get started to balance fitness and nutrition. Um, is that possible? Yes. Uh, as far as getting started, my first thing is, you know, if, if, you, if you don't move much or you haven't moved in a while, start very slow. Um, just take a walk, take a nice brisk walk, like a late four meeting, something like that. Do it for a minimum amount, maybe of 15, 20 minutes, or, or play something that you enjoy for like 15, 20 minutes. Uh, don't go all out, just kind of have some fun with it. And then as you get better or you start to feel better within that 20 minutes, then maybe increase it to a little longer. Uh, the eating portion and stuff like that, you know, as I said, you know, if you're, if you are a poor eater or you don't eat as balanced, uh, my number one tip is make sure whatever you eat, that you have a lot of color in all your meals. That means you have some fruits and veggies and all that kind of stuff and some, you know, some, um, proteins and carbs, all that kind of stuff too. A lot of people are trying to get away from carbs. The only mm-hmm. thing I have against carbs is things that are high glycemic. Right. And there's a place for those too. So back to where I say, eat what you're about to do, not what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things, if you're going to do a lot, then you probably should be, be taking in some uh, high glycemic carbs because that's going to be your first energy source for, for that big demand of what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as balancing that out, just make sure you have at least three meals. I'm not going to say five, at least three meals and just, you know, smaller portion. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're overeating, just eat smaller portion. And, you know, make a date of when you want to you start it and have like a, a goal date of when you want to, you know, start to notice change. Because mm-hmm. those things, too, play, play a role in having some kind of focus mm-hmm. on where you want this thing to go. And always have some kind of little small tangible goal and maybe have a, a larger one down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you can always get something to focus on because just going to the gym and just keep repeating the same thing, you, you kind of get stale after a while. And then you basically following these old habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always like the idea of shocking someone's system and uh, breaking them out of a, I call it a health rut sometimes. Some people call it plateaus. What, what, are you, what could you share with those who are maybe listening that, that have that uh, situation where they may be stuck? They, they heard all this before. That they've been doing these small changes, uh, balancing it all out, but they're kind of stuck. What, what kind of tips would you have for that type of person? Well, you know, this is where the personal training comes in to me. Right. Uh, this is where the fitness training comes in, all that kind of stuff, because uh, a good trainer can, can kind of figure out exactly what needs to happen. Uh, and I tell you what I do with some of my clients that I've been training for like five years. When they come in, they seem like they're a little sluggish in the morning. I'll do something that's, you know, there's a progressive kind of dynamic movement to kind of wake them up. It's mm-hmm. like a little shock. Mm-hmm. And then when I, if this on, you know, you change the routine up at least every two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So that way they never really get to a plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you really got to do. You got to kind of be creative in your training, yeah. you know, even change, change the, the, uh, the order of which you do your exercises is a shock. Mm. Good point. Good point. I was going to say that, uh, there are a lot of people who, who do things, but then they don't know where to go. And then you had to hit it right on the nose. That's where a trainer comes in and makes that uh, routine, that plan, just much that much better, right? Yeah, absolutely. And push you kind of past that, that point. If you've been training for a while, you can be pushed a little bit more than, than, than someone who's just starting out. 
So, you know, you kind of push for that, you know, a couple of extra reps, you know, make sure the form is great. But at the same time, uh, you know, you kind of push yourself a little bit past that plateau with your comfortable, your comfort zone is. So, so I tell most of my clients in training, I tell them, get a little uncomfortable, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that means push up is a little bit harder, mm-hmm. especially, you know, I like don't push up something like that. I say, let's get a little uncomfortable. So that means you go a little lower or push yourself a little bit more than what you think you possibly can do. And surprisingly, you know, usually they'll get out a couple more reps and they feel really good about that. Yeah. And that shocks you out of the plateau. You kind of ride that wave for a while. Yeah. You know, as I think about all the times where um, my clients were like, you know, I don't know about this or to do that or I'm stuck. And I'm, right. I'm, uh-huh. Like in this, um, this, um, this area of space that I'm not moving forward. I've, I've always said, you know, that's, that's really interesting because that's what someone else is here for, whether it be a trainer or a buddy or something you're accountable for, someone to help you think differently. And I think that is so important, yep. right? So that they, they don't. So important. Yeah, so that they don't feel like they're uh, alone. They, they, they feel like there's someone else there that can um, bring them to the next level. Right, yep. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy the, the whole I enjoy the whole dynamic of even the psychological part of trying to convince someone that they can do more than what they thought they could. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I um I know we're we're getting close to the end here because I see the timer. Um, we were going to try to keep this um, short and quick, thirty minutes and so. So um, we may have to do another one, Dietrich. I really enjoy your your knowledge in here, and I, perhaps we can do another one. But uh, before that. Um, what is uh, the best way people can get a hold of you? Well, uh, the best way to get a hold of me is to uh, to our website is uh, www.d21.fit, or you can contact me through our email at www.workout@d21.fit. Okay, excellent. We'll make sure we get those contact links in the show notes. Um, would there be any last piece of advice you wanted to share with our audience? about how to balance fitness and nutrition for optimal health? Yeah, uh, I think balance is, the word balance to me is probably the, uh, the best tip ever. I mean, when I say balance, I mean that, you know, along with, you know, working out, do something that you really enjoy to kind of get, you know, the yin and yang of life kind of thing. So instead of just really focus on working out a lot, have some fun too. You know what I mean? Do those kind of things because that way it's not so just about working out because, you know, you don't want to get so stuck in, in the, the thing of working out that you forget the other things that make life important and fun as well, mm. uh, but just doing things you enjoy. So, and that makes your workouts a lot better and it makes life itself a whole lot better too. So mm. uh, that kind of balance, and I, I like balance, you know, yin and yang, mm. uh, ebb and flow, mm-hmm. <laughs> hot and cold, you know, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's the best approach <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i think that's so important to hear uh, i know people have heard it before but just to hear it again it's just, just so much more powerful because everyone's in a different uh life uh state if you will uh at any moment and so just hearing it just that one more time is, is so powerful so thank you for that cool so Dietrich. Well, thanks for having me, Eric. I appreciate it, man. No, 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 absolutely. I uh, appreciate you being open to it. I just reached out to people and uh, hope for the best sometimes, and uh, you were so open to it, so it's great. Thank you so much for your time, your uh, knowledge um, on a Labor Day, but uh, it's all good. appreciate it. I look forward to perhaps meeting you down the road. 
Awesome. I look forward to it. Thank you, man. No problem. Have a great day and talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.